Welcome to Grit, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, hosted by Brian Charlesworth, founder of Sisu. Sisu provides growth automation software for real estate. You'll hear stories from real estate thought and technology leaders, team owners, and brokers on how they grew their business in a rapidly changing industry. You'll learn how to transform your brokerage and teams into a high-performing and analytics-driven business so you have a new, durable, competitive advantage against disruption in your market. So let's get right into it. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I'm Brian Charlesworth, the founder and CEO of Sisu and your host of the show. And today I'm here with Dan Beer. Dan is out of San Diego. Uh, I have not gotten to spend a lot of time with Dan like I have with most of uh, the people that I've interviewed so far. But Dan is the CEO and owner of the Beer Home Team, again, based in Southern California. The things I know about you, Dan, is you used to be, I believe, the top KW team down in that area and are now, uh, you've moved over to EXP and uh, rocking it, crushing it still. I'd love to hear more about your business. Why don't you tell us more? Yeah, um, so it is fun to be here with you, and you have uh, an awesome set of tools and, and software, so I know a lot of people very happy with it. So um, kudos to you on what you've built. It's, it's, it's a great service to people. So we've built, yeah, we've built this team, right? It started, it's, it was as an individual agent, and then they kind of started to have more leads than I can handle, and I went through that long process that most people go through of, oh, I should start adding people, but we start adding them all in the wrong way and with the wrong structure and, you know, not really under any kind of business platform. And so, of course, we lose those people and we build and rebuild. And that goes on for years for most and with a lot of expense and my, myself included. The and so, yeah, I was real estate life, huh? Yeah. You know, it's it's that's just all a part of it. And and so, yes, I did. Um, I did what we, we did eventually build what became the number one uh, team by production by GCI, I should say. Um, in the Southern California region for Keller Williams. Um, but I definitely was connected to something, which is I wanted to make sure to always have my business in a place where I was around the people most incentivized to help me grow. And so we did make that shift to EXP. And that's just a whole different conversation around the financial model there. But since then, we've grown by another 49 million in production um, in a short period of time. That's an additional $49 million in production. Um, have an awesome thing going here. We have 18 sales agents and I'm happy to share anything about the business you want. You know, we have everything from inside sales to showing agents to our company listing agent position to, uh, you know, listing management, transaction management, videographer and runners and operations people and marketing, all of it in house. So I would call it a fully leveraged team. And something that makes our team unique also is you know, I'm not the producer on the team. And so what that means is my, my, I show up every day in the office, as you can see, I'm here at the office now, but my entire role purpose period is to serve the, our team members, is to work for them and is to build opportunity for them. So all of our entire marketing platform, which this year will be about $1.2 million of marketing, our salaries, right, our, all of our W2 positions, all of the tech that we have in place, everything that we that we're building, and where I spend my day is in building opportunity for our team members. Very cool. I love it. I, I, so, so you were number one as far as volume goes. What's your volume now? Is that something you can share? 
Yeah, well, we just closed out this past year at 211 million. Congratulations. In business. So um, we have big goals and you know, a plan to go well beyond that. So we'll, we'll see, this year's gonna be a, this year we're going really heavy in the brand into building our brand out much deeper, much further. Um, we're all just about doubling the marketing um, investment that we're gonna make this year versus last year to that number that I just mentioned. And so, so you're, you're taking marketing up to 2 million, which is huge. Most people oh, no, can't 1.2, 1.2. Yeah. Okay. Next year. So 1. this 2. year is going to be 1.2 is yeah. what you're saying. Okay. All right. Exciting. Um, so being in Southern California, it's, it's different than most markets. A lot of people listening to this are, you know, average price points are between two and 400,000. What are your average price points down there? So San Diego County is right at about 590, 600,000. We operate at around seven, uh, I think last year was right around 740 something, um, right. if I'm doing the math correctly. Um, so we are above the average. It's not like every deal is a million bucks or $2 million, $3 million, the way some people around the country assume. That's not the case at all. And in fact, as a county, we're 590, 590 600,000. So yes, higher than most places not as dramatically high as some people assume it's going to be. And in fact, we have a terribly competitive market. You know, yeah, you're talking about a market with roughly 35,000 transactions on a yearly basis, 27,000 agents. So the degree of what we are competing with one another, again, it's crazy. Um, so, you know, so right one, now it's 1. about 40. 2, just to put that in perspective, yeah. 1.2 transactions per agent is... Well, is remember, the, there's two sides to every transaction, right? So, right. Yeah. So 70,000 or so sides. So, take so yeah, it's four. tight. Yeah. Okay. It's Great. tight. So uh, uh, anything else you want to share about your background before we, before we dive into your business a little deeper? No, you know, that's, I, 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 let's, I, I think let's dive in and start to get people some actionable, detailed information that they could go back to the office and try and put in place. Love it. Okay, so one of the things that really intrigues me as I look at what you're doing is uh, you really market that you guarantee you're going to sell the house or else you're going to buy it from them at the listing price. Most people I've seen do that, do it at 70%. So talk to us about that, how you do that, um, your flexible commission model, all those types of things. Uh, I'm guessing, I could be wrong here, but are you a listing focused business? Sounds to me, based on everything I've heard from your ISAs and your, the way you've structured your business, you are listing focused is my guess. Definitely. I believe in uh, the, the, the majority of that 1.2 million will go into, um, into all building our listing business. There's around 200, 240,000 of that that goes into the buyer side of our business. The rest of it is all on the listing side. And I believe in very much building the listing side of your business um which is you know equivalent to building your brand building your company and then so many of our buyers come from our listings as it's as this whole industry was designed to do anyway right so right. yeah we do that de we definitely focus there um heavy into farming we do a lot of media we've been on radio for years we're expanding our media package this year um one correction though do i don't have any advertising that says that i'll guarantee to buy a home so what you're referring to is that we'll guarantee this to sell your home at 100% of the asking price or we'll pay the difference. And of okay. course, there's some terms and conditions. And those terms and conditions are actually really simple. 
and they're really straightforward. And the reason we do this program is because it's not one of these programs where, oh yeah, we'll do it for 70 cents on the dollar. Yeah. Well, yeah, no kidding. I, sure, I have that program too then, right? Who wouldn't buy a home for 70 cents on the dollar? So um, the reason we have this program is because it's straightforward and because it's genuine and because it's real. When we're at your home and we're assessing the fact that your property is say 600,000 and we want to list for 600, then that's my recommended list price. It's 600. Now, you can at that point decide to do the guaranteed sale program or not. And simply, we just have a little bit of a guaranteed sale premium above the commission that we would normally um, charge. Not much, by the way. It says it could be as little as 2% more. And that's a very small price to pay for certainty on the seller side. And so we'll pay up to the, uh, up to, we'll pay the difference between the list price and the sale and the sales price up to the full amount of the commission that we earn as on the listing side of the business. And so it's, uh, it's as simple as this. It's, we, you know, we're the ones that recommended the price. By the way, we recommended the price before knowing that you'd want the guaranteed sale, won't want it. A lot of people don't. And a lot of the reason a lot of people don't is they're going to get the same marketing package, whether they have it or not. And it's just going to, you know, they could save a couple of points by not taking the guarantee. Um, some people want the guarantee. They want the guarantee because for them, they just sleep better at night knowing that their downside is a much uh, stronger protection. And, you know, mentally for them, they can go and do their numbers or maybe it's, you know, they share it with siblings. It was inherited. They just want to kind of understand what the math is going to break down to on a worst case scenario. And it just makes them sleep better. So, um, that's literally all the thing is, and it's, it's easy, it's straightforward, and it's not one of these, uh, you know, bait and whatever. I don't want to label other people's programs, but it's not one of these things where it's, oh, yeah, we'll buy it um, at 60 cents. Okay. Again, okay. like I said, no kidding. Yeah, like, uh, I'd be happy to buy it at 60 cents. Who the heck wouldn't? So do you only do that if they choose to go with your listing price? Is that how you guys do that? You say, this is our recommended listing price, 600000 Could they say... No, thanks. I want to try to get 640. How do you respond in that scenario? Um, well, in that scenario, I'd say like I could, it's, we're looking at data together. Okay. So there's two things. One is the people that you're talking to there. People are smart. I operate under the assumption that people are intelligent. They see, they, they see real life. That doesn't mean they don't have other aspirations, but they see real life in front of them. So when we're at your home and we're looking at the fact that the neighbor, same floor plan sold for 590, in that the other neighbor, same floor plan, sold for 610, but they had a pool and you don't. And the other neighbor sold for, um, say, 585 and actually had a better lot than you do, but I believe we'll have better marketing, so I'm willing to do 600. And then, and the fact that you want 640, so no, I'm doing the deal at 600 in terms of where that guarantee kicks in. Mm -hmm. if, if, if you're at 640, there's not a seller in the world that has an issue with that because they understand the data we're looking at. In fact, I'd argue that if they can't understand the data we're looking at, that's probably not a seller we're even going to work with yep. because that's not a person that's on planet earth. And okay. so we just, you know, one of our, we, 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 we like to work with people we'd like to work with. And so it's really not, it's not any different than as if the program didn't exist. If the program, if I didn't have the guarantee at all and you know, if it weren't an option, and we, we have a lot of different options, right? But if that weren't an option and you had a $600,000 home and you want seven hundred dollars for it, guess what? We're not working together. Yeah. So it's as simple as it just sort of takes care of itself. So uh, there are a lot of people that, 
will go out and take any listing they can get, right? So with you guys, uh, was how many listings you guys take a year? Last year was around 240 or so, roughly. Okay, so taking 240 listings a year, you're a little different than most, right? Uh, I'm guessing that you guys do a much better job than most of setting expectations. This is where looking at the data, this is where it's going to sell. This data backs it up. Somebody, somebody feels like, oh, I need to get this out of my house. You guys are gonna share with them, okay, get that to your needs. But this is reality, right? This is, this is what it's worth. Would you take that listing if somebody's like, oh, I want to list it for more? Or would you guys just say, you know what, maybe somebody else is a better, better option for you? Well, it goes back to the conference. You know, there's, there's a few things to it, right? There's, you've just been sitting in front of this person for maybe an hour or so at their, in their living room. So have you been talking to a sane, reasonable, sense-making person? Okay. Because, by the way, they still could want more. That doesn't make them not sane and reasonable. But if the conversation, if you've been talking with a person that makes sense, right? A person who speaks English and you can communicate with, then, okay, that's something. That's good. Um, this person seems rational. Um, what's their motivation? Is their motivation just, hey, we wanna see if we can get this number? You know, we're not so interested. Is their motivation the fact that they just had a new baby and they're in a townhome and they now have three kids in a three bedroom townhome? That's great motivation. Is there, so what's the motivation is the first thing that it'll always all come back to. What's the motivation? How did they seem to work with? Did they seem like reasonable people? And even reasonable people want to reasonably go after more. By the way, we, the Beer Home Team, are reasonable people who want to go after more. In right. the example I gave you, we're working on a home that I'm recommending 600,000, even though the one with a better lot sold for 585, we're wanting to go after more. But we also have to be conscious of the fact that we're never selecting the sales price. All we're ever selecting is the marketing number, the positioning of the home into the marketplace so that people see some degree of value and then show up to compete with one another for the house. If you could have the best marketing in the world, but if you're completely disinviting them with your price, with the way you've positioned it, if you're disinviting them by showing absolutely no sense of value, no one's going to be at the home. It doesn't matter what you do or how many newspapers you put the thing in or internet websites or how many countries you advertise in or it, it, it won't matter at all. Yeah. So that's, we're very conscious of the fact that when you're as an agent pricing a home, you're not pricing for the sales number. You're pricing for where am I going to be able to establish a marketing number that will complement the rest of my, of my marketing package for this client. If we go back to business school 101, we, we learned about the four P's, right? Product place, uh, product placement, price, and uh, some other P. What was the other <laughs> P? What the heck was it? Maybe it was the three P's. Anyway, price is one of those P's. Yeah. And so it's only one ingredient in the marketing stack. And it has to be congruent and complement the rest. It can't blow up the whole plan. Okay, so let's talk about your marketing package. Uh, are there key elements that you feel need to happen to, to get a home sold from a marketing perspective? Again, uh, I think a lot of people, Dan, aren't nearly as focused on listings as you. I see more and more teams and brokerages that 
or buying leads from Zillow, right? That's how they're growing your business versus focusing so on we. radio and billboards. Yeah, we. So when I mentioned, uh, you know, of the 1.2 or so, around 200, 240 of that going to buyer side business, that, that's Zillow. So yeah. we're very, we, we love Zillow. Yeah. Having said that, it's a great complement to a listing focused business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the, 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 the ingredient people need in their marketing packages to have to develop their story. You need to spend time really thinking about what is it that everybody else does and where are the issues around those things that they do. And so here are the things I'm going to go through. And these are, this is the system that I'm going to create to solve the pain points created by the system that everyone else is using and therefore uh, have a differentiated process. I'm also going to have a story built around it. It's good, you know, good salesmanship is good storytelling and storytelling in, in nonfiction. Okay. Don't, 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 don't become a fiction storyteller, be a nonfiction storyteller, but it is storytelling. And so when you can formulate that, and you know, in our case, we've even gone ahead and named that process, trademarked the process. And so when you can, when you can create a system, don't forget one thing. You're going to a listing appointment and competing against agents that went through as little effort to get licensed as you did. Every one of us, very little effort to get licensed. It takes just about nothing. And that's an, an issue. And we could sit here and have the rest of this podcast focused around what a terrible issue that is. And we'd be right. Mm-hmm. Or we could just say, hey, well, that's also reality. So let's go ahead and use that as an opportunity. If that's the issue, I suppose, remember, I'm operating under the assumption that the public is intelligent. And so I believe that they understand how low that bar, uh, that bar to entry, right? Or that barrier to entry is into our industry. And so I believe that what the public is often doing is just scanning for where is the professional? Where's the professional? So when you can show up with your package and your story and it has a name, in our case it's trademarked, and you can eloquently just go through it with confidence, then you're really communicating something beyond the words you're using. You're, to the seller you're communicating, you, f- you found a real business operator. You found somebody who has an actual proven system. And I'm going to give you the confidence to know that we're going to get to where you need to be. And it's all that the seller is looking for that because guess what? Everybody else, all they've done is sit down in front of that seller and just sat there and looked at comps and tried and figured out price. And 80% of the conversation is about price. Yeah. And so I'll use that against you when I'm competing against you. I'm using that against you. I know that's what you're doing. And so when I'm competing against you, that's exactly what we're going to point to. Remember when you interviewed those other agents and remember how that conversation centered fully around price or almost entirely? Well, if the conversation is all, is, is, is virtually all about price, then the strategy is all about price. Where do you think the buyer's going to focus? Where else are they left to focus? They're going to focus on price. And so we go down that path, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so let me share with you why we, not, because of that observation, let me share with you what we do and here's what we've observed and here's what, and so then we go down a different path. So now they've interviewed maybe two or three that sounded kind of the same, one that sounded different. So you asked what should people focus on in their marketing stack? It's having something different. It's having their unique story. A differentiator and create your story. What sets you apart? Yeah. Great. Let's talk about ISAs for a minute. Are your ISAs inbound or outbound? In. Okay. 
So they're taking calls that are coming in from what, what type of leads? Anything from signs, from Zillow, from radio, from billboard, from uh, anything, from our website, like literally from anything. Okay. Referrals. How long have you yeah. had ISAs in your business, Dan? Oh man. Um, early iterations going back to about 2013. Okay. So about seven years, give or take. So, so I, I know there's been a struggle with a lot of people to keep people, keep ISAs in that role. A lot of people have them wanting to step up to be agents and that type of stuff. What advice can you give us around getting ISAs who love to be in that role, who are going to stay with you and how long have yours stayed with you? How do you incentivize them and really keep them happy to be in that role? Because great ISAs are going to make a major, major impact on a, on a solid business if you, can, if you can do a great job there. So I'd like to help people understand how to do that better. Yeah. Well, number one is, you know, in some, I've, I've seen teams, I've visited with teams where their ISAs are definitely just like, I don't know, so it's a, it's a second class citizen position. Um, it's minimum wage, that kind of thing. Um, you, you typically see these with the outbound groups more so than with the inbound groups. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. when you have the marketing investment that we have, my belief is that the ISAs are one of the most important people on a team. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where all of that marketing investment is landing in their lap for them to take to appointment and to nurture to appointment when they don't immediately go to one. And so uh, one of the th deals is like, you're gonna get what you, the way you value it, it's gonna show up, right? In terms of uh, if you think it's like a side position, so will they. Well, we think yeah. it's uh, one of the most important positions in our business. And so we have long-term people there. Um, we pay really well. Our ISAs have, have, aside from their base salary, they have um, incentives based on what they can control, which is appointment setting. Yes, on the closing. Do, they get a, do you follow it all the way through? So do they get a percentage of each transaction oh. that closes that they've done, or it's just based on appointment set? No, we, um, we do a flat fee additional bonus on the closing that it's so okay. small. It's just really to have them have a, a little bit of an additional celebration. So uh, the bulk of the closing, but still based on closing, right? Still based on setting a solid appointment that's going to go from appointment met. To the, the majority of their comp is based on setting a qualified held appointment. Okay. When the appointment is held, they've earned money. Okay. Because that's what they can control. And so they like that. Number two is... We hire, we, we, again, they have, they, they have um, a benefits package. They have health, they have a 401k profit share plan. They have disability, they have life insurance, they have all these things. And so one of the keys is, is that, but don't forget, look, it's hard to keep people in any position, right? I mean, people's assistants and listing managers and marketing people and agents and everyone's moving everywhere. So the ISAs, same thing. Um, you have to you have to show them a path to how their life is going to progress and develop. You're not going to be able to get great people if they if they have a ceiling. There has to be a path, um, and that's going to just be true for anybody in your organization. So, I don't really see it being any different from anything else in the organization in that we don't have a single position we don't value highly. 
And they're certainly one of them. I can tell you, if you came to the office, you might think that they're like everyone's manager or something. Like they are important people here. Love it. Yeah. Okay. So I know we're short on time. Tell me what your main focus is this year. It sounds like maybe it's the, the increase in marketing spend, or is there some other major focus that based on where the industry is going that you feel is critical to really take your business to the next level this year? Um, you know, every year we go through an exercise, every quarter we go through an exercise and then we of course do our year one. Um, at the beginning of the year, we establish what are our rocks for the quarter, meaning what are the things that we're going to really need to accomplish, um, which of course should be in alignment with the amount of sales that we're looking to have over the course of that year, which of course is in alignment with where we're looking to be in three years, which is in alignment with in 10. And, but because we update this on a quarterly basis, it, it, we're always in a, you know, if you've read like good to great, like get that flywheel really going and yeah. keep it going. So there's nothing terribly different we're going to have to do this year, except for to continue to find great people, make excellent investments into who they are as human beings, not just as real estate agents or as employees, but you know, I mean, we do self-development budgets, we do travel allowances, we do all kinds of things because we want people to expand who they are. Um, and we're going to continue to do that. We're going to continue to do that all while doubling down on our lead generation um, investment this year. And we're going to add great agents to the business. Um, so we're going to just continue to do a lot of what's gotten us here and do some of it, you know, double down or triple down on, on aspects of it. Um, that's it. You know, it's, it's, it's simple, not easy. That's definitely not, you know, and it's not something that's not a little saying I made up by any means, but it's gosh, it's true. Yeah. And so a lot of our focus this year is just on conversion. Uh, we are dialing much deeper down into having very clear visibility into, well, who's converting, you know, take Zillow, for example, who's converting and who's not converting and who has the answer rates and who has the meeting rates and who has the, uh, you know, who's getting the best customer, uh, customer satisfaction scores and let's get, let's just pour more into them and the people that aren't so interested in that source of business. And we love you anyway, but let's make room for the people that are. And so we're just optimizing all, excuse me, we're optimizing all of our lead sources for conversion and just really working on clarity around that. Great. Love it. Uh, it's, it's fun to see how many team owners are really now shifting to where they are making true business decisions based on it, based on their ROI on those lead sources. Sure. This is, this is who my leads are going to. This is how much I'm spending in each category because people are starting to understand that. So it's great. That's one of the things you help people understand, which is a great thing. Yeah, we get to see a lot of that, right? I mean, uh, it's fun to see people's businesses change because of that. Um, so you mentioned Good to Great. What is there another book that you would recommend that uh, everybody, everybody in this business should read? You know, for me, I, one one of the biggest impact books for me was um, was Dan Kennedy's No BS Time Management for Entrepreneurs, and it's it was that book that just really brought a, a concept that we all understand conceptually. We all understand that you can't do $10 an hour work if you want to make a hundred an hour, you know, that kind of thing. We all understand it. It's easy to, it's easy to comprehend, but very few of us live it or and feel it and internalize it. Um, something about that book, which by the way is a great read, 
something about that book just shifted my chemical makeup. And since then, I just find it very difficult. I'm almost incapable of doing anything under my desired hourly rate. And, and it's just so top of mind for me constantly. I mean, if you, if I needed to go somewhere and you offered to pick me up, but you were going to take 30 minutes to pick me up and I could just get an Uber and go there for 20 bucks. I'm doing the math. And I'm thinking, dude, I'm meeting you there. I can't just sit around you know, to try to save 20. I, I can't do it. And so um, that book, tremendous impact for me. It's not guaranteed to, you know, create that click that it did for me and everybody else who reads it, but I'd give it a shot. And there's, it's just one of the best books on the subject. Anyhow, if you want to optimize your day. Yeah. So yeah. Start there. Perfect. Love it. Okay. Um, well, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, if people have more questions. Yeah, you could, um, you could, hey, look, you can find me on Facebook, of course. I've just started Instagramming, so I'm looking to uh, build up right there. So, and I'm, and I'm putting up some good content, even though I literally just started with Instagram. Believe it or not, late to the game. My wife's been telling me for years, so has everybody else. Um, so just find me there. You can email me, dan at fearhometeam.com. You can, of course, um, go to agentacademy.com. Agentacademy.com is where I put up consistent video content um, to help you build your business. And it's all just free content. I put one up just about every week. There's some additional premium courses there that you can check out or not, but the free content kicks butt. And I'm happy to connect with you. Um, if you're looking at joining a, the strongest mastermind group in the world, you know, dozens of million GC dollar GCI agents who we literally share everything with one another on a weekly basis, then you can inquire about our group at, that we've built at eXp and um, just happy to share regardless of where you're at or who you're with or anything else. So thanks for having me on, man. This is great. Yeah. And you guys really are doing good things. I know some top notch teams that are operating at a much higher level than they were previously. Thanks to Sisu. Yeah. And, thank you. Um, love what you're doing. Thank you so much. Yeah. You know, one thing I just want to point out on that you just mentioned, um, I love seeing how people in this industry just give back, right? You, you post all these videos out there that people can just go consume for free. So people listening to this, take advantage of it, right? Dan has built an incredible business. Take advantage of that. That's free content sitting there for you. So Dan, thanks so much. Really appreciate it and uh, have a great day. You got it, man. So there you have it. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. If you have an interest in a free seven-day trial of Sisu, make sure that you use the coupon GRIT, that's G-R-I-T, to waive all your setup fees and receive a 10% discount on your subscription. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, on iTunes. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Take care.